Every day during these strange and uncertain times, Cood Street is spending 10 minutes or so with readers and book lovers from around the world, asking them what they're reading and what they recommend to anyone with a bit of time on their hands. Today I'm spending 10 minutes or so with two of my favourite writers, the award-winning and best-selling duo that is Elizabeth Bear and Scott Lynch, who joined me from somewhere in the Americas with horses. Hello, Bear and Scott! Hello! Hello, Jonathan! How are you both? Hanging in there. <laughs> Slightly <laughs> isolated. <laughs> so you're, you're staying socially isolated and doing the right thing? Semi-idyllic isolation uh, in Western Massachusetts. We're, we're doing our damnedest to stay isolated and be responsible. But it is kind of like rural there, right? So there's like horses and barns and stuff. Semi- semi-rural. Um, our, our town, our, our house is in town, but it's not a city. It's a small town. Um, but we are we are at least able to get out of the house and exercise outdoors when it's not pouring rain the way it has been all week. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're a college town, like a lot of the area. And so, you know, we're, we're used to uh, – this is right about the, the usual time of year when we sweep all the little bastards off the streets anyway and send them packing for three months. So it's uh, it's kind of normal-ish around here in some respects. Excellent. So let me ask you, how, how are, how's the time treating you? Are you both able to read, to work, to to focus on things? Intermittently. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm supposed to be handing a book in in June and, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I need to apologize to my editor because I'm not 100% certain it's going to be done at that time. Um, but I am chipping away at it. Uh, focus, focus is a bit of a problem. Yeah. What about you? I think for, for sorry. just about everybody. Yeah, well, yeah. it really is. It's that whole like, well, you're you're locked at home, and uh, now is the perfect chance to get all that work done that you previously weren't getting done. Um, except now you get to do it while constantly worrying about the physical safety of your family and your friends and your community and the dissolution of your goddamn country. You know, so we're doing our our best to stay busy. Well, let me ask ask you both, since we're here to talk about books and reading, and hopefully to actually connect some people with some books they might find interesting. What are you both reading at the moment? And frankly, is it any good? Oh, I thought Scott was going first. Oh, okay. You guys uh, just can't okay. decide. He said to be whoever was cute. We can't. We can't. I'm just. I'm being nice to my spouse. Ah. Um. I. I actually. Uh. Have been reading some. Uh. Classics in the cozy mystery genre. Um, a little Agatha Christie, a little Dick Francis, which I guess isn't actually cozy, but uh, classic mysteries. Um, and I just started uh, uh, Lay. Uh, is it Lay or I don't know if it's Lay or Lee. Uh, Lee Bardugo's um, Ninth House, uh, which I am so far enjoying. Um, it reminds me a teeny little bit uh, so far of Donna Tartt's The Secret History, but with magic. Or was that the main the main one? I read that a while ago and enjoyed it with with yeah. reservation. Um, yeah, it's it's I'm I'm so far enjoying it with reservation. It's a little. Uh, I mean, I I grew up in Connecticut, so it's inside baseball that I understand. But it's a little uh, Connecticut college inside baseball. <laughs> It's it's very very sort of steeped in the the Yale culture, um, and 
the the voice is very good. There's a lot going on. It does not. Um, it certainly expects the reader to hit the ground running. And uh, I haven't gotten far enough in it yet to to really know what I think of it thematically or plot wise or in terms of character development. Yeah. And what about you, Scott? Are you reading at all? Is there anything? Um, well, I, I, I've been in a bit of a strange phase. Um, well, not not so strange. I mean, I, I read a lot of crime fiction to begin with, um, but I have kind of been taking a mini break from science fiction and fantasy for a couple of weeks with the, the nepotistic exception that um, my, my comfort reading has been a couple of books called Ancestral Night and Machine by <laughs> a certain person called Elizabeth Bear. I, you know, I, I'm not going to apologize for that. I'm sorry. My, my wife's uh, writing is comfort reading for me. And I've read Ancestral Night like three times now and Machine twice. Um, you know, they're, they're just, they're, they're, they're big science fiction, briskly written. You've got all the tropes of space opera. Um, you know, the, the, the big dumb object problem. You've got uh, copious homages to, you know, James White and, uh, the, the humanity of his work. Um, you've got a little bit of Paul Anderson. I mean, you've got all the bare influences on display and gleefully played with. Um, you know, you've got the idiosyncratic little crew of misfits, um, in, in a, in a ship struggling against great odds. And the ship in, in this case is part of the crew of misfits. Um, it's just, it's, it's really great stuff. And it's, I, I wouldn't describe it as a comfort read in, in general, but you know, I married the person who wrote it, so they're mine. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I refuse to apologize for that. Uh, when it comes to people that I'm not married to, uh, I recently, uh, read, um, or listened to an audiobook at least. Uh, I started listening to Don Winslow. Uh, Winslow is, uh, well known for, uh, the Border Trilogy. And, uh, I read a book of his called, uh, The Force, uh, which is, uh, about a corrupt cop in, in, uh, the NYPD. And is, is a really astonishingly great modern noir. Just, uh, you know, just a, an incredible sense of voice, an incredible sense of place. Um, you know, two hours into it, I was already firmly convinced of the impossibility of justice in an institutional setting. So it really does the job. It's a, it's an incredible study of the, 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 the multi-directional pressures on everyone involved in the cop, criminal, prosecutorial, governmental axis. It just, it, it never lets it devolve down to if only one person would make a good decision, the world could get better. <laughs> It accurately describes, like, here are the the tectonic movements within human organizations that make individual decisions, uh, you know, that cut them completely out of the picture. Um, so, re- really, a, a great book, and I, I, I mean, not an easy read, not a not a comfort read, but just astonishingly well done. So, I'm definitely going to read more Winslow in the near future. Um, and I also, uh, for some reason I, I've been in a New York state of mind. So I read, um, the original novel, uh, the taking of Pelham one, two, three by, uh, John Goaty, um, which is a pen name for a guy named, um, uh, Morton Friedgood, uh, which was written back in the seventies and turned into a film twice. Uh, and it's, it's, it's interesting because it's trying to be social satire as well as a, it, even more so than it's trying to be a caper novel, and it's charming to a point, but I think its social satire drags on way too long. <laughs> I think that the 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 more the more famous movie adaptation with um, Walter Matthau uh, was actually a, a fairly significant improvement on the source material, but still a a really atmospheric, interesting little read. 
So I've I've been in 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 crime mode recently. Well, actually, I should say I just literally just finished reading *The Winter of Frankie Machine* by Don Winslow, which I ah, okay. strongly recommend. It was going to be a Scorsese film, but they made *The Irishman* instead, and it's terrific. Oh yeah, yeah, he's he. I, I was I I got into him on a whim just to see if uh, he was interesting. He's he's really really genuinely excellent. I, I got into him because I was reading Adrian McKinty, who writes these thrillers, uh, these, these cop book starring Sean Duffy, set in Belfast in the 80s, which are terrific. And there's oh, a yeah, relationship no, I, there. You, you'd recommended these uh, on Twitter earlier, and I put these yeah, on my right. to-eventually-acquire list. Well, yes. So, I'm going to actually yeah. quibble with my esteemed colleague in the upstairs office slightly yeah. and and say that I also think that the uh, the second adaptation of uh, the taking of Pelham 123 the Tony Scott version starring Denzel Washington is also excellent although very different um fair <laughs> enough it is my, so my, there. My, my significant other not unreasonably stands the Tony Scott Denzel Washington pairings and actually she's she's educated me on this she brought me into the fold here and showed this to me um, and no, I, I, I concur. The, the second movie is also, and, and, and there was a made for TV adaptation that nobody talks about because it was very boring. Um, so as far as we're concerned, there's only, there's only two adaptations. Okay. And yeah, the second film is also uh, an improvement upon the yammering in the book. Fair enough. Well, let me, sorry. Yeah? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, if we're talking about audiobooks, I was going to mention that I had just, uh, finished listening to, um, uh, William Gibson's new one, uh, Agency, um, which is excellently written, and I'm trying to decide if the literary device of calling a book Agency and then having the protagonist not actually make any choices for herself is <laughs> <laughs> it's it's daring. <laughs> Courageous. You, um, you thought you the peripheral got one of those rare rave reviews from you the most subtle knowledgeable and demanding reader of science fiction i know i don't know if i i i'm quite that qualified but uh i did really enjoy the peripheral i mean i also enjoyed agency i just think that it's a a, a bold choice <laughs> <laughs> i'm assuming it was an intentional choice because One would assume. this is yeah, Gibson we're talking about here, and there are several places in the book where people stop to discuss the concept of agency with one another. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it was wonderfully written, very engaging. Uh, I greatly enjoyed the characterization, and the it just sort of left me going, huh, at the end. Fair enough. So, have you have you read that one yet, Jonathan? I haven't, I haven't read Agency. I've read the peripheral, and I've got Agency here, and I intend to. And I've not listened because I tend not to listen to audiobooks because I have this weird feeling about getting someone else's voice between me and the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, I, it's definitely sitting to my left, waiting to be read in a big pile of books that are <laughs> waiting to be read, which you, I'm sure you sympathise with. Let me. I ask- can see mine here. They're always huge. Uh, they're, they're to read past. They're always a nightmare. So let me ask you, sort of, these are strange and difficult times, uh, much more difficult in some places than others, and people are quite often left with time on their hands. Is there anything specifically you'd recommend to people, you know, to, to seek out? Is it a time for comfort reading? We've mentioned comfort reading. Is it a time to 
read something long and challenging you've been putting off forever, what strikes sort of you as being something to, 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 to seek out? Do you want to go first, Scott? Um, sure. You know, I, I not to put too fine a point on it, th- this is a really good time to seek out goods and services and um, and arts and crafts from people who are not being assholes. Uh, you know, from, from people who are being community-minded, people who are giving back, you know, taking note of, of people who are trying to do stuff for others and, uh, you know, comparing and contrasting with, you know, people who are, are being assholes. Um, there's never been a time when it's more starkly important not to support assholes. So I, I'd say let that be your guiding light uh, in the present time. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, tr- tricky when you're standing in a bookstore or online because maybe you don't know. Yeah, but... they, they don't yeah. divide it into assholes, non-assholes. I mean, I've been, <laughs> I've been pushing Barnes & Noble for years, and I'm pretty sure they don't even read my, my mail anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure Barnes & Noble is reading any mail at this point in time. No, well, I mean, honestly, I think if, if actually if you set off a site in Barnes & Noble and called it assholes, it would, you know, business would increase 300% there. Just oh. humanity being the, the perverse institution that it is. What about you, Bear? Anything you would recommend to people? Um, I mean, I, as I said, I've been reading um, a fair amount of uh, Dick Francis, who's one of my favorite thriller writers. Um, and the reason I've been reading those is because they're reliable, they're engaging. Uh, I know I am not going to walk away from those books furious at the author which is always nice (laughs) um and but also i think we are we're all operating under you know uh drowning in cortisol right now which makes it extremely hard to concentrate on anything so i think it is okay to not expect too much of yourself like Everything is hard enough right now without making it harder. Um, it is okay to read things that make you feel better. It is okay to read things that do not feel like exhausting work to read. Um, it is okay to, you know, reread your childhood favorites if that's what does it for you. I, um, or if you need something, you know, erudite, complicated, nuanced, and distracting, um, to get your mind off things, then go for it. You know, you, people know their own minds best, but it's it's okay to be kind to yourself and and not uh, not beat yourself up over what you are or are not getting done. Yeah. Certainly, it feels like a good time to reread things. Actually, mm. yeah, there's that that whole thread of you know aspirational, like you know, now is the time to really polish off that to read list, and you'll you'll definitely read 300 novels a month, and you know what's your excuse for not doing so? And it's like ah, stuff it, stuff the the, the self improvement, the the living an Instagram influencer lifestyle, talk up bullshit, and just. Just read and watch to survive, you know, read, read and watch what you want to. Exactly as, as Bear said, um, you know, touch on old favorites. Look for stuff that's not going to leave you screaming and in pieces. <laughs> I think that make, that's good advice. So let me ask you both as well, uh, you know, sort of these are not easy times to connect people with uh, books. Uh, stores are shut. Shipping is not great. But let me ask you. 
Uh, do you both have anything coming out in the coming while? Do you have anything just as or anything you'd like, like to mention to readers to maybe keep an eye out for? Well, Scott already, uh, already plugged my next book for me. Um, assuming that, uh, things remain on schedule, which is, uh, a big assumption in this, uh, <laughs> in this plague year that we find ourselves in. Um, I have a book coming out in October. Uh, called Machine from Galance in the UK and Saga in the US, uh, which is about a, um, a trauma specialist uh, rescue doctor who spends a lot of time jumping out of perfectly good spaceships to try to save people's lives. Um, <laughs> and uh, for, for people who read and liked Ancestral Night, uh, there is a return appearance from Mantis Cop. So <laughs> Mantis, Mantis Cop is the real hero of those books, and I think everybody knows it. Ah, <laughs> uh, so, so Machine coming out in October. And what about for you, Scott? Anything on the horizon? Well, this uh, lunatic editor, uh, his name was Jonathan something, Jonathan uh, Strayan. Um, dragooned me into uh, uh, participating in a book about dragons. Um, there is an anthology called, uh, the book of dragons, which is, uh, boy, we picked a really good fucking year to release this. Didn't we? <sighs> <laughs> um, it's uh it's, it's, it's a gigantic original anthology and it's chock full of interesting stories from really cool people. Um, you know, Garth Nix, Robin Hobb, Amal Motar, um, you know, a, a, everybody and their cousin and uh, even me, even you, uh, I've got a story in this, and uh, I, I, I think we're still releasing it uh, this 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 month. July, May? it's July coming July. out. In, it's uh, coming out from Harper, fully illustrated, lovely hardcover. Yeah, the illustrations are super cool too. Yes, it's a it's it's a wonderful piece, and it's nepotistic again because I'm in it. But it's it's a great book, um, and uh, I I don't know what else to say except uh, you know use my hypnosis voice and say you will buy it. <laughs> Without food, you need this book about dragons. <laughs> um, also, I've, I've got um, digital. I mean, you know, I've, I've got novels that you can find um, at uh, at Smashwords and uh, at uh, Amazon, um, and I've also got digital singles there under my own name. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know the usual business, <laughs> the usual business of, of begging for electronic singles. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I have to say, thank you both very much for making time to talk to me today. I really appreciate it. And I hope that the coming weeks and months are as gentle as they can be to you and that we catch up somewhere down the road. Hey, likewise, Jonathan. It's lovely to see you. And you. And hear you. Yes.